Y'all sing along with us. Yeah, please help us out here. Hey, uh, you said you had an old hymn. My sister's been married to Jerry, Jerry Bloss. Oh. She's got an old hymn, too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's only two days old. Than me, so. <laughs>
Man, I tell you what, uh, that's some good stuff. I don't care who you are. You didn't like that. They sat wrong with you. There's some guy and his wife used to go to church here. You remember when this COVID thing started? We didn't we didn't have church in here for a while. We we were on the radio or you know, had people in the parking lot. And this cat and his wife decided we didn't have any faith and they quit coming to church here. And uh, I don't do Facebook, praise God, because Matt said I'd be in a fight every week. But Matt said this, and that same cat said, he'd been visiting around, he said, where he used to go to church, he said, I've heard the best music I've ever heard in any church this past Sunday. I thought you smart enough, like you must be deep, because we got the best music in this church. You know, really That was, I'm glad I spent all that time with Linda and Jason teaching them. <laughs> <laughs> you believe that? I got some property I want to sing in Florida as soon as the tide goes out. Let me get, get situated here. We don't, uh, you notice ever since this virus thing started, we don't take up an offering. We got a little pneumoflocky out there in the foyer and people have been real good about keeping up with that and we just praise God for that because we still have ministries and helping people and such and if you feel led to put your offerings in there it will be used for the glory of God that I can I can assure you uh, when we did this uh, funeral this past week Chuck Odom was one who did special music and he and I were talking before the service, and he said, you know what I saw the other day, Vic? I said, what's that? He said, I saw a car that had a bumper sticker that said, I'm a Democrat, I'm a Christian, and I own a gun. He said, I wanted to pull him over and say two, but not all three. <laughs> you know what I just said I couldn't say uh, before Trump got elected? Because Johnson... President Johnson, he helped, he established a law that in the churches, you can't give any kind of political message or even refer to any political party or your tax-exempt status would be removed. One of the first things that Trump did when he came into office was remove that so churches could have the freedom to say what they wanted to say. You know, I told Glenda and Matt and Mom, I said, I tell you what, I, I don't see how anybody could believe the Democrat platform. Killing babies up to the day of full gestation and even the day after. They say, oh, that's not true. They go back and listen to what the governor of Virginia said. To what he did. If you next day after it was born, if you didn't want to keep it, they put it in a room and let it die. That's part of their platform. Same-sex marriage. Guess who did one of the first same-sex marriage out in San Francisco? Guess who did the very first one? Kamala. We all knew that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Kamala, you're absolutely right. We we see that they want socialism. Now, folks, let me give you a real quick down-to-earth teaching as to what socialism is. Socialism is this, that you do not have a God in heaven where everybody has inalienable rights. The government becomes your God, and they take away inalienable rights, and the only right you have is what the government will give you. They will take away from the rich and give to the poor. Sounds good? Well, let me tell you what. I don't know what kind of house you live in, but you're going to feel awful funny when one day somebody knocks on your door and says, uh, we see you got a house over here in Inglewood or somewhere like that. And according to our calculations, it's big enough to situate two families. So this family just uh, crossed the border illegally is going to be living with you. If you don't believe me, check your history out in Russia and in Cuba. You see, it, it, it amazes me. How anybody can understand, and I, I want to put this carefully, in fact, at uh, uh, a number of years ago, just prior to uh, the 2016, in fact, I think it was the 2011 uh, 
2011 uh, Democratic National Convention, they voted to have God removed from their platform. Now, I watched this on TV. And some of them, they acted like they didn't hear that the majority wanted that. And they said, therefore, it's been denied. And the place went in a roar because they kept the name of God in their platform. Now, folks, I'm telling you something. If you grew up a Democrat, if you, mom and daddy, today's Democratic Party is not the Democratic Party of your parents. All right? It's totally different. That's why they're, they're even blatantly saying the Socialist Democratic Party. They don't even change the name. It's not the same thing. And they talk about boondog Democrats and all this, that, and the other. I don't care what you call it. A pigsty stinks just as bad no matter what name you put on it. You can call it a field of roses, but it still stinks. I want to read a passage of scripture to you from Titus chapter 1, verse 9. Holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayer. To exhort and to convince the gainsayer. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, again, do we come into your holy presence and pray that your word, your will be made manifest in this sanctuary today. For these things you ask and pray in your precious name. And all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. Now, I've had people say, I don't come to church to hear politics. Let me tell you something. That's one of the most ridiculous comments I've ever heard. When you read the New Testament, guess who Jesus was fighting against? Fighting against the Roman government. Fighting against the hierarchy and the Pharisee church that made decisions on the government level. And they say, well, I don't want to hear no politics. And you don't want to listen to the Bible. In fact, that's the trouble in America right now, people. They don't know the Bible. Anybody, just like uh, Chuck Odom said when he read that bumper sticker, there is no way that you could say that you believe everything in the Democratic platform, that you believe everything that Biden and Kamala are saying and call yourself a Christian. You might be a social Christian. Now, what's a social Christian? That's somebody who is not a born-again Christian. They like the teachings of Jesus and they'll, they'll pick out parts like I read from, from uh, uh, John 13 this morning. Well, we're just supposed to love, love, love. But they have, don't know the Bible. They don't know the Word of God. They don't know that to love the Lord with all your heart is to do the things the Lord wants you to do. That demonstrates your love. And so if you're claiming, if you are a philosophical Christian and a Democrat, I can see that. Because you cherry pick. It's just a philosophy, an ideology. But to be a born again, Bible believing Christian and to embrace the teachings of this socialist Democratic Party is an impossibility. That's right. Jot it down, tattoo it on your brain. It's an impossibility. People can say whatever they want to say. But you cannot adhere to that and believe it and, and call yourself a born-again Christian. I want you to turn, if you will, to Colossians chapter 2. I'm going to start with verse 1. Colossians chapter 2. If I can get over here, Linda won't let me lick my fingers anymore. I can't hardly turn the page so you have to bear with me a second here. Like, get here. Colossians chapter 2, starting with verse 1 and reading to verse 8. Let me read all this to you. For I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you. And for them that land to see it, for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be covered, being knit together in love, and unto all the riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father, and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any should beguile you with enticing words. Do you see that? Lest any beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in spirit, joining and beholding your order 
and of the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Look at verse 8. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. I can remember way back before the Lord led me to salvation. I can remember how the liberal mind thought. And the liberal mind, the unregenerate, the unborn again mind, doesn't refer to the Bible, is ignorant of the Bible, and therefore they become, you become a law unto yourselves. And you believe that whatever is rational to you is the way it ought to be. Thus you have people say, a woman has the right to do what she wants to with her own body. Well, yeah, go ahead. But what about the baby's body? That's not your body. That's an individual soul. That's an individual life. What about same-sex marriage? What's possibly wrong with that? Two people love each other. They can do what they want. Do you know what same-sex marriage... Do you know what the, the main sin against same-sex marriage is? I've told people for years, I said, it's not so much that same kind of sex touches... I mean, same kind of flesh touches the same kind of flesh. Same-sex marriage or homosexuality is idolatry. Idolatry. You say, how's it idolatry? Because God said he made them male and female. And therefore shall they leave their home and the two shall become one flesh. We see that God had ordained marriage between one man and one woman. And if, if you say, but I want to marry someone of the same sex. What you have done is said, God doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm going to do what I want to do. And God's word says rebellion is the same thing as witchcraft. I'm going to do what I want to do. And therefore, and then you'll say, you'll, you get married. And you're asking a higher power, whether you call him God or not, to bless that union. You know what you just did? You made a different God than the God of the Bible. You put together a God of your own understanding, a God that will rubber stamp what you want to do. You're worshiping a different, different God than the God of the Bible, and that's idolatry. Because we are the sheep of his pastor. He created the world and everything in it within six days and rested on the seventh day. And that's how he wants it. You want it a different way, don't call yourself a child of God. At least have the, the gumption to say, well, I know it's wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway. At least acknowledge you know it's wrong. But we don't have that now. We have people who believe that the Supreme Court is God. We have people who believe that the government is God. And if the government says it's all right, then it's okay. Government is made by man. This nation used to be established on the Judeo-Christian principles. In other words, what the Bible says. That's why at one time... It was sodomy. It was illegal for same-sex marriage. Same-sex relationship. In 1971, I believe it was. It might have been two. 71, I believe it was. The American Psychiatric Association, they all of a sudden came forth and said that homosexuality is not considered an emotional or mental illness. And from that time on, it changed everything. It changed everything. It's not so much a mental illness, an emotional illness. It is a sin in a situation. It is ungodliness. People don't realize that Marxism, this Black Lives Matter, it just absolutely amazed me, these athletes, coaches who are involved in the Black Lives Matter. Folks, let me tell you something. To God, all lives matter. It's not just black lives. It's not just the Orientals. All lives matter. But you see, that's not what the issue is. The leaders and the founders of the Black Lives Matter movement will, will let you know they are trained Marxists. And Marxism is socialism, and socialism is communism. And if this nation turn, if, if this coming election, here, here's what's at stake. 
If this coming election is voted socialist, you watch the attack on Christianity. What I'm telling you today will be outlawed. They'll go back to what Johnson established and then some. Why? Because Christianity and Marxism can't exist for the very reason I told you earlier. We believe as the founding fathers, this nation was founded on inalienable rights given by God. They want total control of your life. It amazes me that if anybody in any rational intellect that is ignorant, so ignorant about socialism, who would vote for it? That's insane. You say, well, my family's already voted that way. Well, tell that to the Lord when you get to, to heaven there that you say, Lord, I know what your word says. I heard it preached, but uh, that's the way my family always went. And uh, see how that flies for you. See how that goes down. As we read just a little while ago, don't be deceived by enticing words. And so I got this on my mind. I thought, how could anybody who is a born again Christian vote for this liberal philosophy? One thing is they don't know what the Bible says. They just think if they have love for one another, and it's rational to them because, like I said, I can remember my liberal mind. There was a point where I thought, when I was younger, I thought, well, abortion, well, if that's what a person wants to do and it's a woman's body, it's her business. I used to think like that. I used to think, well, let anybody do what they want to do. There was a time I had Jerry Rubin's book on anarchy and read it. I had, uh, what was that teacher that confiscated from me in my senior year? Murphy wouldn't give him back and he owes me a book. But uh, I understand. If you don't have the Bible, if you are ignorant to the Bible, if you're not a born again Christian, that's why they think we're crazy. They think not only as God's word says we're to be a peculiar people, but to the liberals, they think we are crazy. They think that we're trying to dominate the world. They don't realize that true freedom comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. After you're saved, after you're a Christian, that's when you have freedom. God's word says, in fact, I want you to look here. Here's how you can explain how they see it so different that a Christian sees it. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Turn over here to 2 Corinthians. There's 1 Corinthians. Linda, I want to, you won't let me lick my lips. I'll let you come up here. Lick the pages for me. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting verse 1. Look at this. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, not handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And whom the God of this world, notice that's a little g, the devil, and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The only way, the only way that you can justify, that's just like our, our founding fathers had their Second Amendment right to own and bear arms. And the whole purpose of that was to keep us free from a dominating totalitarian government. Like I told, I've told a number of people, and you may disagree with me, and it's your prerogative to be wrong. But they come, if, if this election goes the other way, remember uh, Biden uh, said that uh, uh, Beto, Beto, whatever he calls himself down in Texas, he said, I'm putting you in, in charge of being my gun czar. Remember that? Biden said, I'm putting you in charge of being my gun czar. And you know what he said? He said, we'll collect up all the AR-15s, AK-47, we'll collect them up. And you can write this down, and I don't care if it's on the internet or whatever. You come to my door to get my AR or my AK or any other firearm, I will give it to you, but barrel first. You're not taking away my right 
Because God's word says any man doesn't provide for his own family is worse than an infidel. You see, that's even biblical. But there are people who are, who, who are believing in this junk and, and, and voting for it that are totally ignorant to the word of God. God's word will help us make decisions and teach us how to live in every aspect of our lives. And it absolutely amazes me when you hear what they're saying, when you hear what they believe, and there's only one explanation. I mean, when they sit there and they, it's just like right now. They're asking Biden, said, uh, will you pack the court? He said, I, basically, he said, I ain't going to answer that. I'm not going to answer that. I like what old uh, Huckabee said last night. I was, woke up in the middle of the night and I turned on the news. And old Huckabee said, that's sort of like saying, I'm going to sell you a car, Gordon. I want you to buy this car, sign the paper here, but I'm not going to tell you what it costs until after you buy it. Hey, that sounds funny. Remember Pelosi? Remember Pelosi and Obama medical, Obamacare? She said it. She said it. Oh, go ahead and sign it. And then we'll tell you what's in it. How stupid are some of the people in the United States? I hear people say all the time, all the people in the United States are smarter than that. No, I've come to the conclusion they're not. And I prove it biblically. Wide is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be that go in. Narrow is the way that leads to eternal life, and few there be that find it. You see, we as Christians, in fact, it says Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, we are to be the light of the world. We are to be the salt. For so long, pastors couldn't stand up there and tell you what I'm telling you right now. It was illegal. They'd lose their tax deducting status. It's only because of president we have now that I can stand up there and tell this to you. Now you may not like it, but like I've always preached, if I'm telling you something wrong, prove it to me. And I'll stand up there and apologize. If I'm telling you something wrong and something that is unbiblical and wrong, you let me know. And you may say, well, mom and daddy, and I, I just, well, look. There are so many people who are ignorant, and I don't mean that in a derogatory manner. They're without knowledge as to what's really going on. The God of this world has blinded them because the God of this world wants the socialists voted in. Why? To stop Christianity. To stop Christianity. Did you see what Pelosi did the other day? She is really accentuating the 25th Amendment, which means that any president that Congress thinks is unfit for the job can be removed. You say, what's wrong with that? Because Biden don't know his backside from a hole in the ground. And as a result, as soon as he gets elected, they want him out of the picture. So Kamala, who's been recognized in the Senate as the most liberal senator in, in all of the government, you see, people, evil. The thief cometh but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Churches today ought to be doing what God's Word tells us to do in 2 Timothy 4.2. Preach the Word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. If you can't be warned by a Bible-believing pastor in a church, where are you going to get the warning? Listen to ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC. Yeah, go ahead, try. And I'm just saying Fox News. Fox News does some stupid things that just absolutely amazes me. What I'm telling you is be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Pray for Holy Spirit discernment to what you hear. As God's Word says, He was weighed in the balances and found wanting. Because of so many churches teaching nice, warm, fuzzy feelings, the world's going to, to hell in a handbasket. I don't want to hear just what makes me feel good. I want to know what the Bible says. Yes. You see, folks, I'm telling you, 
There's a lot of places, a lot of people who who uh, say, give lip service. Uh, in fact, that's like God's word tells us. They draw nigh to me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They give lip service saying, oh yes, I'm a Christian and I believe the Bible. And then they turn right around and vote for some of the most ungodly things that you can possibly imagine. What's the problem? One, ignorant to what the Bible says. And God's word gives instruction that the pastors are to teach what the word of God says. If there's anything that I've taught you this morning I haven't been able to substantiate with scripture, please let me know. Please let me know. So many churches, like I said, claim to be the Bible. Well, let me give you a case in point. Myself and this church out. I said, do you all realize that a group that you've recently affiliated with believes in ordaining women as ministers? I said, no. Now you may be thinking, what's wrong with that? I didn't make up the rules for church. I didn't come up with a biblical standard of how church ought to be. Church is spelled out in the Bible the way it's supposed to be, the way God wants it. It's His church, amen? amen. And it ought to be the way He wants it. Now God's Word gives a lot of indications as to the, the, the uniqueness, the wonder, the beauty, and the gifts and the talents that God has given women and how they're supposed to be used in the body. You can read in 1 Timothy chapter 5 all these glorious things that women can do that men are not supposed to do. But God's word also tells us clearly in 1 Corinthians 14 and, and 1 Timothy chapter 2 and 1 Timothy chapter 3 over and over again that a woman shall not be the presbyter or the bishop or the head of the church. Now you might not like that. I don't give a Roland's backside if you like it or not. When you get to heaven, you can ask God why he wanted it that way. But that's the way he wants it. And I've had that conversation with you. Oh, but my little uh, lady preacher down here at the United Methodist Church, she's such a wonderful... I'm not saying she's not a wonderful person. I'm not saying that she can't quote Scripture. I'm just saying, if you believe the Bible, and you claim to believe the Bible, then it's not up to the way you want it to be. It's what does God's Word say it is. It's not a matter of interpretation. It's as clear as the nose on your face. You see, I can't say that I do everything right that's in the Bible. But I can say this, that's my heart's desire to do everything that's right. I'm not going to justify something just because I want it to be that way. I don't want to say something is, is uh, in fact, the one thing that I hear so much when I preach on this message, son, is first, say, all right. It says right there in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, it is a shame for men to have long hair. And, oh, I have been asked so many times. This is no joke. Wasn't that long ago right here in this church, uh, Pastor, uh, you know the Bible says it's a shame for a man to have long hair. Has anybody ever told you that before? I'm serious. And I said, no, not today. <laughs> I said, now, can you tell me the next two verses? Uh, no. Does your wife wear a doily on top of her head or a cloth of some kind? No. According to what you're quoting, for a woman to come into church, she has to have her head covered. If you go on and read the next two verses, Paul says he was dealing with a problem they had in the Corinthian church. And he said, any, anybody else, this was dealing with a problem he had in the church of Corinth. I go into detail what the problem was. He said, if you disagree with this, we have no such custom. It was a custom. It was something going on in that church he had to deal with. It wasn't meant for everybody. It wasn't meant for every church. But he had to deal with the situation at the church of Corinth, the problem he was having. An ungodly problem he was having. So you see, you don't take scripture out of context. I have studied... Huh? Five minutes? <laughs> well, go ahead and leave. I'll get back to you. <laughs> I just tease. I tell you, he's, a, he's a good son. I'm so proud of him. I really am. But I'm telling you, people, I, here's the thing. Going to Romans 13, though, God decides who's going to be the head of the government, whatever government it is. 
God forbid that these socialists take control. If they do, Christians better prepare for a persecution. I mean, it's already going on, but better prepare for a persecution like you've never seen before. I mean, God's Word says that. Get time to go back and read 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting with the first verse, like you read in today's paper. No joke. And if that's the case, it means Jesus is coming back any minute. Because in the tribulation, there's seven years of tribulation. And right before the seven years of tribulation starts, Jesus will come and rapture his people out of the world. So you better ask yourself, are you ready? That's how close it is. That's how close it is. At any time, God can turn to his son at the right hand of the father and tell the archangel to blow his trumpet and go and bring my children home. And I tell you what, just stop the world letting me off anyway. I've seen and heard about all I want to see. I'm tired of seeing people uh, on TV. Every day on TV show has, has homosexuals on there, kids and everything. I'm, hey, you go home, you do what you want to do to whoever you want to do it to. I can think it's wrong, but don't put it in my face and say, Here's, you're going to have to accept this. You have to embrace this. You have to learn to think that's normal. No, I don't. And you can call me a racist. You, you, you can call me a xenophobe. You can call me a homophobe. Well, you can call me whatever you want to, but I'm a Christian. I think like a Christian. I speak like a Christian. I walk and talk like a Christian. And you can put in what label you want to to, to try to, to, to malign, to be a gainsayer, as Titus 1.9 tells us. To try to put down the Word of God. To try to put down the teachings of Christianity. But everything God asks us to do, He's got a reason for it. Amen? Amen? It may not be what you like and it may not even make any sense to you. But if you think you're smarter than God, in fact, in 1 Corinthians 14, God's Word says, do you think you know what's best? Am I not God? He knows what's best. You see, for you to think that you could think like God, it, it'd be like this. I saw something yesterday that cracked me up. It was, uh, I believe it was out in California. I thought it was down here at the Smokies. This bear comes up beside this bear. I believe it was a Tahoe or something like that. He puts his little paw under the door, opens it up, and gets down and sits in the driver's seat. <laughs> Anybody else see that on the news? Most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, for me to try to, if I was my car and I, I walked up to that bear and I'd say, excuse me, sir, this is my vehicle. And if you don't mind, I, I really wish you wouldn't get uh, bear fur and calls on my dash. Uh, would you mind exiting my vehicle? Well, for him to understand me would be like you trying to understand the mind of God. He's infinite, sovereign, Lord God Almighty. So it's not for you to question why he wants it the way he wants it. You only have to follow. In fact, I'm going to show a couple things. I know I'm out of time, but I'm going to show you a couple things. Look over at Matthew chapter 12, verse 50. And we'll look at one other, other, other passage of scripture. Matthew chapter 12. I can get over here. Then I've got to figure out some way to turn these pages. Without them sticking together. Chapter 12, verse 50. For whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same as my brother and sister and mother. You see, you can claim to be a Christian, but if you vote for, and let me tell you, I've told people before. If you vote for somebody who believes in abortion, when you push that button, you were complicit and you were a part of it. Yep. You think about that. You see, it'd be that's, that's like if I hired somebody to, to shoot Linda. <laughs> I didn't have the gun. I didn't do it. But you tell that to the law, what are they going to say? You're as guilty as if you pulled the trigger yourself. When you push that button, you're just as guilty as the surgeon that reaches up in a mother's womb and whip, rips that child out. Yeah. 
So, and if you say, hey, I and two people, I believe they should get married if we want to, then you've totally gone against when God's word says that's an abomination. If you want to take a family's means to defend themselves away, then you've gone against God's word for a man to protect his wife and children and provide for his family. You've taken that ability away, their peace, their safety, their security. If you want to vote for a world of government that wants to malign and attack Christianity, then you're attacking the bride of Christ. You can say what you want to say, but if you're all good with that, if somebody's good with that, don't call yourself a born-again Christian. Don't make it so. See, so I'd be like, I accidentally walked to the women's restroom back here and said, oh, look, I'm a woman. Just cause I, don't you say what you say. So we can't tell from behind. Remember that time we went to that Mexican restaurant and this waitress, I was sitting up uh, with my back to this waitress, and she said, like, she said, hi, lady. <laughs> she said, I was trying to say, hi, lady. Said, Stupid waitress. Anyway. <laughs> it don't matter what you say or think. God's word says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, my, and my ways are higher than your ways, saith the Lord. As far as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways and your ways, and my thoughts and your thoughts. One last scripture, and I'll quit. Look at Matthew chapter 7, starting with verse 16. Matthew chapter 7, starting with verse 16. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that brings not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name have cast out devils? And I named them many wonderful works of verse 23. And then while I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work in the world. I never knew you. You were never his to begin with. You can quote scripture, and it can be just words on your lips. But this not in your heart. Don't call yourself a born-again Christian. And if you want to do what you want to do, go ahead, but don't justify it. God's word says, if my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and seek my face. Then will I hear from heaven and that they turn from their wicked ways and I will heal their land. The United States needs healing like never before. Amen? Let's stand for your peace. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come into your holy presence. Father, I pray if anyone here this morning doesn't know you as the Lord and Savior of their life, I pray this prayer I'm about to pray. Dear Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I receive you as my Lord and my God and my personal Savior. Holy Spirit, please fill me to overflowing. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We have uh, Jason and is it just Jason? Where's she at? She's Tagini. She's Tagini to the Do I need to talk a while around here? No, no. We're going to have them do the invitation. While they're, while they're doing this invitation, uh, you come to the front of the church and you prayed that prayer this morning. You see, God's word says, if you confess men, me before men, I'll confess you before my Father. But if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father.
Reverend, I didn't mean to just be running against you. I thought you were singing up here. All I asked for was my mouth. That's what Lindy says all the time. Appreciate y'all being here this morning. And you know, I tell you what, here lately I've been really uh, beating myself up big time. I think I know that just person getting older, thinking back on your life. I think of so many things, the way I've said it, and perhaps I said it should have said it in more of a loving manner, but uh, sometimes I think if you don't make it clear, people may not really understand what you're trying to say. And if you were offended this morning by anything I said, come and talk to me. If I said something in error, let me know, and I'll apologize for the congregation. I'd like to ask our uh, us, or our, our elders and deacons to come forward. Uh, we have a couple of anointings this morning. Father, again, in the name of Jesus, we come to your presence. We ask that you indeed would be Lord of this church, Lord of our lives, and Lord of our country. Keep us our going out and coming in, and bring us back safely at the point of time. For these things we ask and pray in Jesus' name, and all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Matt's uh, broadcast. We, I mean, we'll be here tonight at 6 o'clock. Service here at the church at 6 o'clock tonight.